Welcome back to the Sound the Horn podcast. I've got my brothers here, Ben and Riley. This is Danny. We're excited to jump back in. Hey, how about this weekend, March Madness? What did you guys think? We had the we had the game on Monday night, Duke, Kansas over UNC. We had the Final Four. Initial reactions, Ben. Initial thoughts. What did you think? So I think we were greeted to two amazing games and one, eh. but uh, you know, I mean. The Duke UNC game is probably one for the ages. You know, I mean, I don't know what to say other than, you know, Coach K's last game, back and forth, bitter rivalry, Final Four, national semifinals. You know, you had Baycott, you know, twisting his ankle and had to be basically carried off the court. And then all of a sudden, Willis reads it back on and uh, rebounds and scores and UNC wins, you know, much to chagrin of many, including myself. And then you had Kansas UNC. I mean, a tough game. Once again, Baycott sprains his ankle, but he has 15 rebounds and 15 points. And then it comes down uh, to the end and probably the greatest comeback in all of college basketball national championship history, you know, down 15 at the half. I mean, I don't know what more we could ask for. We asked for, for some great entertainment, and I think that we got that all the way around. Yeah, I think that, um, you know, we kind of witnessed some really historic games. You talk about, <clears throat> like Ben said, Duke UNC couldn't have been a, been a more exciting uh, thing to see. And it was a little crazy to see. I saw the stat that UNC handed Coach K his very first loss. UNC handed his him his last loss at Cameron State Cameron Indoor, and then handed him his very last like game. Handed him his last loss. That's the epitome of like your rival kind of coming after you, which is a little sad for coach K, but I think still he's, he's got, you know, the overall probably upper hand, but that was kind of a crazy stat to see. So book ending, if there ever was one, that is definitely a book ending. So, and then like you said, that's a a lot of research, you know, that was literally a Facebook scrolling that I saw. They announced it during the game. Come on, Danny. Like you didn't even have to research. (laughs) They announced it. I think I had it muted. I was, as I was listening, but yeah, Uh yeah, go. And yeah, that's, that's pretty awesome. That was, that was kind of an interesting stat. And then, um, yeah, coming, coming back, Kansas, what a game, you know, I'm sure Danny's friend, Nate's, excited about that one going to come on and and talk about that that'll be really cool so yeah it was it was a really great weekend i think if duke could just make some free throws like that's a different ball game i think that really bit them in the butt at the end like they just could not make free throws but that championship game wow right for when kansas kansas is a team though like and you could see it once they turn on like once they hit that that gear they're unstoppable. Like they just went through. And so with that being said, yeah, my college roommate, my good friend, Nate, he has been a KU fan his whole life. As this was going on, I was thinking of him now to introduce Nate a little bit. He is a commercial real estate investor in Utah. So obviously he's here talking sports with us. So Nate bringing you on, man, how you feel? KU champs. Freaking rock chalk. Let's go. Huge, huge win. Huge, man. I mean, Jayhawk Nation's going nuts, right? Utah, Kansas, doesn't matter. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, it was awesome to watch. Like, how were you feeling the first half? You seen they were down 15. Like, were you a little nervous or were you like, no, we still got this? 
No, man. I mean, it was over. It was over. I mean, and this is the Jayhawk team. No one picked these guys. 3% of brackets pick KU to win this thing, and they were right. This team is not the best Kansas Jayhawk team we've seen. They choked all season long. They lost to TCU on their second-to-last game of the regular season. TC freaking you, man. They, they had no guts, and they proved me wrong. They proved everyone wrong. Like, so I was, I was done. I was devastated. Like, the real championship seemed like Duke-UNC, but, man, we all witnessed a miracle. <laughs> 2008, it was Mario, Mario Chalmers, the Mario miracle. This time, it's a totally new miracle, man. Second half, biggest comeback. Huge. Unbelievable. Hey, yeah, what I was wanna, the difference wanna, in the second half? I want to interject real Oh, fast. go ahead, Ben. As, as a sound, the horn podcast, we don't want anybody to, to rip on the horned frogs of TCU. I'm just want to <laughs> add that real fast and then move on because we, we're, we're appreciating the horned frogs. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to disagree with you on that one. We can rip horned frogs all day. <laughs> all right. So what, what was the difference in the second half, Nate? Like as you're watching this and you're, you know this team, you watch them a lot. Like what? What what was the difference there that you saw? I mean, a, a lot of things happened, right? The comeback didn't take 20 minutes. At 12 minutes left, we're basically three down. It's a, it's a dogfight, right? So everything changed very rapidly, and I think it had to do with pacing. KU's the more athletic team, but here's the real issue. I Okay, KU won, right? But UNC, I feel like, lost. They only play five guys. Puff Johnson comes on the court. He what he play? 20 minutes and he's puking in the corner? Like your sixth man is throwing up because he can't handle? Like, where are the wind sprints? Like, I I think UNC lost it, to be honest. I'm a KU fan. We obviously were clutch, but we also stepped on the out-of-bounds line with four seconds left. We gave them every opportunity to win. They simply lost. Yeah. I think you're coming in. You could see why UNC was an eight seed though, right? Like no depth. They've got five guys that can play once Baycott is out. Like their whole, their whole defense, I mean, rebounding, everything falls apart, you know? So like you could see why they were an eight seed, but I, I agree. Like the lack of depth really, really hurt them there. Yeah. So you, you brought up the Mario Chalmers championship, 2008, which one feels better? This one or that, or that 08 championship? And that's a great question. In 08, here's the difference. 08 was all number one seeds. So there was like no expectation we would win, right? We're going up against Calipari, who was coaching at Memphis at the time. Little did we know it would be his last year and he'd go over to Kentucky. I mean, it was, it was big time. But we were down nine with two minutes to go. It was over. It was done. Like, and they they choked and then Mario hits the big shot. We win an OT. Like that's a huge, huge game. This one was different. One versus eight seed. Frankly, Kansas got a coast ride. Like they, they beat Providence as their best. That's the best team they beat the highest seeded team. I mean, Villanova, of course, right. They were good, but Providence, Villanova, Miami, like that's not really a big lineup. So I mean, we're thrilled for this year, especially when you think about 2020 getting canceled and we were supposed to be the number one overall team at that time. So we kind of count this as a two for one. So that's huge. But Mario at the buzzer to send it to OT, I don't know if you can overcome that, man. 
missed yeah. free throws by Memphis, but we won't bring that up. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> they just blew it. You're not wrong about that. But you, you know, did the same thing, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was that seemed that to be was, a theme in the tournament was missed free throws at the end of games, costing yeah. teams. Like, let's let's get back to the free throw line, coaches. Come on. Yeah, I was thinking about that as I was watching Abaji like brick free throw after free throw. I was like, man, this is like Derrick Rose all over again in that 2008 game. <laughs> you know, just it's Kansas is getting hit, but luckily, yeah, it didn't it didn't bite him in the butt like it did with Memphis or Duke. Give me your take on this. Should Abaji have been the Final Four out, most outstanding player? I, I I disagree. Man, I think I think Braun like or Brown. He didn't have the stats, but the energy that he brings to the floor, like he always seemed to get the big rebound or like the energy dunk or just like he he was the guy that I think just stood out, you know, for me. That's who I would have gone or McCormick. McCormick was also clutched down low. Like he was so dominant. I would have gone with McCormick. I mean, Abaji had, you know, I guess the two clutch hook shots late in the championship game, but he was not the best in the championship game by any means. I think Baycott, Bay, Baycott beat him in every aspect until he got hurt. I agree. I think it's McCormick, man. Hits the game winner, ultimately the game winner, right, in the championship. Career high 25 in the final four. Like, tough to say he's not the guy. Yeah. So, so tell me a little bit, like, how does a kid that went to high school in Orem, Utah – End up being like this huge KU fan. Like, what's what's the story behind that? Yeah, so I grew up with a dad who shows no emotion, like literally no emotion, unless it's Kansas basketball. Reason for that is he got his PhD there. So I lived for four years in Lawrence, Kansas. I was there in 88 when Danny Manning also, get this, dude. I'm telling you, it's about the miracle. They called that team Danny Manning and the Miracles, okay? Then we got Mario Chalmers, Miracle Mario. Then we come back, biggest comeback in NCAA championship history. Like, dude, it, if it ain't a miracle, it ain't our championship. I like, that's all I got to say about that. But we were there. I was a little kid. I was three years old at the time. But Mass Street, that's kind of the downtown area. And Lawrence was flooded. Everyone's banging pots and pans, fireworks, staying up till one in the morning. And when you grow up in that environment, it stays with you, man. It stays for you for life. Like that's so unique. Right. So that's how it came to be. Yeah. I was going to bring up the 88 championship, but we were like three years old then, you know? So I'm like, ah, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a cool, like first memory that you have, uh, like in a sports yeah. moment. Yeah. What? So who's your favorite Jayhawk all time? Jock Vaughn, man. Jock Vaughn, 1997, Kansas is the number one overall seed. They didn't rank them back then, but they were. And they got upset by freaking Mike Bibby. And, and they are the only team to beat three number one seeds to win the championship. Anyway, Jacques Vaughn, which let me just say this, dude. I'm a white kid from Utah. My hero growing up was a black dude from California who ended up playing for the Jayhawks. Like that was, that's how all-time favorite. He's now assistant coach at, uh, at Brooklyn, if you can believe that. So, Yeah. I knew you were going with Jacques Vaughn, but I like I wanted to put that out there with all the KU legends, you know, Paul Pierce, Walt, Ch- Walt Chamberlain, Danny Manning. You're like, who are we picking? Jacques freaking Vaughn as like your favorite Jayhawk all time. Yeah. I know it sounds weird as an outsider, but let me tell you this. So last year over spring break, Courtney and I went to Allen Fieldhouse, my first game there. And 
over spring break is also over the all-star weekend. So all the alumni come back who are participating in the all-star weekend. He's there. He's sitting like maybe fifth or sixth row up standing. Oh, dude, everyone in that community knows who that guy is. And he's big. He's as big as, I mean, Nick Collison, Kurt Heinrich, he's every bit to that community, which is crazy because none of the, he's a backup point guard in the NBA. None of us really care. Right. But yeah, he's legit as a Jayhawk. All right. Last question. We'll let you go. Thanks for, thanks for coming on. But with all of our guests, as we, as we bring them on, we just like asking favorite sports moment. So for you, what's your favorite sports moment all time? Like as a fan, were you just like, yes, like that's your favorite most memorable moment? Yeah, I'm going to give you two. One, because I feel like when you're in person, it's different than watching on TV. So on television, John Stockton sends the Utah Jazz to the NBA Finals, hits the 28-footer against the Rockets. That jazz fans cool. unite. That's like Dude, all, all jazz it. fans, we man. Like, yeah. We already we'll had that one. That. We Two guests in one. a row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that's legendary. Love that's it. totally legendary. Um, but I will tell you, in 2018, my brother's favorite team, Duke, and my favorite team, Kansas, were in the Final Four. They ended up getting beat by North Carolina and Villanova, and they go to the finals, right? And if you remember that game, North Carolina hits a double clutch to go up, and then Villanova comes back with like two seconds left, has the handoff, hits the 28-footer straight on to send him into overtime, and then Villanova wins in OT. I was there at NRG. We, we went because we thought we were going to see Kansas Duke. What we got was North Carolina, Villanova. And that, I think, was maybe the best national championship game ever. I'll never forget that. It was crazy. Yeah, that was a great game. I remember that. Like, hit it, that buzzer beater, that Villanova game. Like, that. yeah, that one. That one's pretty amazing. That's awesome you got to be there in Houston for that. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks for coming on, Nate. We appreciate it. I know you and I, we talked about doing sports radio in college. Never thought this would actually happen. Maybe some people are listening, but it's cool to have you here, and, and thanks for joining. I love you guys, man. Send me the link. I'll post it. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, we'll talk to you later. Uh-huh. Thanks for coming, Nate. Yeah, you got it, man. yeah thanks see for coming guys. on, man. All right. See you guys. See ya. Man, that was fun. Yeah, it's cool just having like someone who's a fan of the team come in and react and who who feels a connection there. I know like we have fun with it, but it's it's different when when you have some emotional investment in it. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to transition into um, our next segment. We're going to do some crystal ball projection predictions here, and we're going to talk a little bit of Major League Baseball. So. We're going to introduce our second guest. We've got an action-packed show tonight, guys. We've got two guests on. All right, this one hits. It a might not be tonight when they listen. It might be in the morning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, Come on, we're you gonna get that today. Hey, yeah, thanks. Yeah, whenever amateur hour here. Whenever on this we episode. Listen. Whenever on this episode. Just this episode. Right. Yeah, this episode action-packed. Uh, we got a couple of guests coming on. So, our next guest on this episode. A little bit closer to home, we're bringing in our sister here, Jessie Horn. She is a freshman girls volleyball coach, right? So she knows sophomore. what she's talking about. Sophomore. Oh, oh. Sophomore. Whoa. 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 Sorry, I, I didn't mean to offend High you. Level. Sophomore girls <laughs> volleyball coach. 
and customer service rep in her day job. So we're excited to have her here. Jesse, thank you. Welcome. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to hey, be we're, here. Now we're sound the horn more. Completely. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. yeah. More horns are being sounded as we go. So what right. we're going to do for this section, we're going to do some crystal ball predictions and we're going to be looking at the major league baseball season. We have opening day on Thursday. Who's ready for opening day? Woo! Yeah. So glad I work from home so I can just watch baseball all day. Yeah. I actually have to do meetings, but we'll figure yeah. some stuff out. Like I'll, I'll, I'll kind of work <laughs> around some things. What we're going to do though, for this part, we're going to look at um, a couple of sections here. We're going to do some projections for MVP, Cy Young, division winners and world series we're jotting these down so we'll come back to it in october we'll see how we do we'll come back to it in july how about an all-star break too okay kind of see where we are like how we're how we're feeling so we'll bring this back up yeah so jesse since you're our guest we'll let you start off as you're looking at the al mvp race who do you think is going to win the mvp this year i'm going to stick with my rusty trusty i love trout for mvp if he can stay healthy, I think he's got it. All right, be the MVP right. on his um, team, but okay. Jesse's Jesse's got the right team, but she does not have the right player. Shohei Otani is Rendell. going to be the MVP. The dude can do everything. He hits, he pitches, and especially where they change the rule that the pitcher can stay in as the DH, he's never coming out of a game. That dude is going to tear it up. All right, Ben. Oh, got? I get to go. Okay. Um, go. We're going to go Homer city and we're going to go Raphael Devers. The guy raked last year. He's raking in spring training right now. Rafa Devers, AL MVP right now, your Boston Red Sox third baseman. All right. Well, I was thinking we were going to have some repeats here, but nobody said Vladdy. So I'm taking Vladdy Guerrero jr. Like, I think he's going to have a, he could have been MVP last year. That dude almost hit for the triple crown. If it wasn't for Shohei having his monster season on both sides of the, of the plate by, you know, with batting and pitching, I think Guerrero would have been the, the MVP. That works both well, ways. well, yeah, yeah. But I think, I don't think Otani is going to be a repeat. We know how the media, the media likes storylines. I think like Shohei, that's kind of run its course a little bit. I'm saying Vladdy's going to get there because I also think the Blue Jays are going to be contenders this year. All right, let's go oh, to the NL. Yeah, a little sneak peek, a little preview. Um, NL, Ben, who do you have? We'll start We'll start at the top. This is a tough one. Um, I've always loved Bryce Harper. I just don't think he plays on a good enough team. Um I think that I'm going to go, and I kind of battled, but I think that Atlanta takes votes away from each other, so I'm going to go with my boy Mookie. We're going to keep it a little bit Homer style with the Red Sox love from Mookie, and uh, I think that he has a little bit of a breakout year. He might. It's hard to be a breakout. He's a former ML, ML, or I mean MVP, but uh, you know he hasn't quite been Mookie that he was in Boston and LA. So, all right, Riley. I mean. I've got to be the Homer guy. That's where I was going from, from the start. Mookie Betts, you know, didn't, didn't perform as much as he could have last year. He's going to absolutely tear it up this year. It's his time. He's going to, he's got the AL MVP. He just needs that NL MVP. So he's going to go take it this year. 
And Jesse's going to repeat Jessie. that. I was going to go with bets, but if there's already two listed there, it's predictions. The you just got it. You don't have to go all opposite. You can. I'm just kidding. I, mean, I really, be four guys. I really did. Was going to go with Mookie. I've got to stick with Mooks. He's the guy this year. All right, we've got three Mookies, and I'm going to go with Harper. I think that this is the year the Phillies break out. And I think Harper is going to be one of the big reasons for that. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Brycey with the MVP there. All right. Now switching over to the Cy Young award winners, Jesse, I'll let you jump in here for the AL. Who do you have coming out winning the Cy Young on the AL side? Otani. Oh, oh, that's bold. Okay. She's going Shohei. Okay. Riley. Shane Bieber. Just because he makes the name Bieber a good thing again, <laughs> man. We're going. We're already bringing in the Guardians here. Guardian, Guardian number one, Shane Bieber. Which galaxy we're saving? We'll figure it out. All right, we got the Biebs. All right, Ben. So I wanted to I wanted to uh, I wanted to go crazy old school and just give it back to Grinky now that he's going to be back in Kansas City and just just for fun, but uh, I don't think that I'm quite that bold. That would be a very bold crystal ball prediction. Um, you know, this is a hard one, but uh, so because I, I just, it's wide open, you know, I just don't see one dominant guy in the AL. So I'm going to just go Homer city and we're going to go with Nate Eovaldi. He is figuring it out. He's a true ace. And uh, I think this is his year to bring it to that next level and guide the Red Sox. Dude, if Eovaldi's in the top five, I'll buy you lunch anywhere you want. <laughs> I'm just, top, we're just going to do five. it over. All right, this cool. one's going to make your, your husband happy, Jesse. I, I think it's Garrett Cole. Like, he's, he's, the, he's the most talented pitcher in the American league. I think if the Yankees can put it together, I think he's, he's definitely going to be the Cy Young both because he pitches for the Yankees. So everything's amplified if he does well there, but also like you said, Ben, it's so wide open. I'm just going with the most talented guy right now. And that's cool. I can get behind that. Yeah. What about and I respect Ben not choosing it though, because that's definitely not you can't go with your <laughs> no, I couldn't. Yeah, he wasn't gonna, I knew team. Ben wasn't going. It was going to be that, or uh, you know, going down to Houston. Ben, but I didn't like that any better. So Ben, no ben was going to choose a triple A pitcher before he did that. <laughs> All right, who do you have winning the Cy Young in the NL? Yeah, Ben, go ahead. I'll start. We'll start with you. You're starting with me. Yep. Yeah. We're snaking it, you know. I should be better prepared for this, but Walker Bueller. Ooh. I don't know why, but uh, I think that, you know, he's finally coming into his own. He's, you know, started out as a young kid, and I think that he's got the innings now and doesn't have that JV slow pitch softball season we had a couple of years ago, and he's got some uh, innings under his belt, and maybe he'll be that guy. He gets to pitch in Chavez, so let's do it. Bueller, Bueller, that's, that's my line, Riley. That was my pick from day one. I mean, the guy has shown he is, he's the Dodgers ace now. 
and he has been getting better and better. He still has hiccups, just like every other pitcher, but the guy's going to go out and he's just gotten better and he's shown that pressure doesn't get him and that he can just go out and be the same guy every night. And I think that's going to ultimately push him through for the full season. All right, Jesse, your pick. I'm guessing it's Walker Bueller. Is that, is that what we're going with here? It's definitely Walker Bueller, especially <laughs> after his performance last year in the, in the postseason. He did. He can. He doesn't crack under pressure. He's definitely not, you know, my old fave Kirsch. So I got to go with Bueller. I, I'll tell you where I fell in love with Walker Bueller was in 2018 when against the Red Sox and we were not having a good World Series and he went out just as this no name and just mowed him down. It was, he was that a 19 was like year old kid, wasn't a he? whole nother level. Come so, you guys aren't picking no, up the web. Come on. He wasn't, he wasn't 19 because he came out of Vanderbilt. No, he so was he, like, he 22. was like 21, 22. Uh, yeah. yeah. He's still a kid. Yeah. yeah, he's. I mean, he still looks like he's nineteen. He, can't, he looks he like he's as much 14. facial hair as Riley. Okay. He might have more, but it's okay. Why aren't you guys yeah. going with Logan Webb? Come on. Yeah, I'm, you didn't. Gross. No. I'm. I'm never going to pick a giant here. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I think that there are a couple of candidates. The the NL is a little bit more that can break away, but. I don't think it's going to go to the Dodgers. Like they just, we've been avoiding that. Urias didn't get any love last year, despite leading the league in wins. And he had a decent ERA. I think it could go different directions, but I think Corbin Burns, that's going to be my project prediction. That's who I think wins it. Um, It's going to take it this year. All right. We're going to move ahead. Those are kind of our award winners. We could go rookie of the year, but really I don't know enough about any rookies this year to make any predictions. So we'll skip that. Go straight into division winners. We'll start with the American League. Jesse, starting with the East. So we go East, Central, West. Who do you have winning each division? East, I've got Rays. Central, I'll say. Who? That's a tough one. Um. Come back to central. Uh, West, I'll do Rangers. I gotta think about central for a minute. So we've got we've got Rays, blank Rangers. All right, we'll go to Riley. Jesse, we'll come back to you on the central. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Sorry, Ben. I'm gonna go with the Yankees in the East. I think they've ultimately got the talent and. I mean, they're just they're just always up there. They've got a lot of talent. They've got pitching. I think they're going to put it together. In the AL Central, I'm probably going to go White Sox. The White Sox are a solid team. I don't see anyone else topping them in that in that division. Um, you know, so I mean, the Guardians. I just can't choose them because of their crappy name, and so I'm not I'm not going for that. And then. The AL West, um, as as much as I kind of hate to do it, probably going to have to go with the Astros just because the talent's there, but I can't stand them. Yeah, okay. I, I can see all of those. Those those seem to be 
like front runners. Uh, I mean, Yankees a little bit, but yeah, the, I think the AL East is going to be interesting. All right, Ben, I'm throwing it over to you. Should I just put Boston go down? Go first. You can go first. Oh, you want me to go? All right. Yeah, go for it. All right. Ben I'm, wants to rant after the end there. Yeah, I'm going to let Ben rant a little bit here. All right. In the in the East, I, I've got the Blue Jays. Like, I think the Blue Jays are going to win the East. Um, I, they have a ton of young talent. And looking at a lot of the projections, Fangraphs has them as the number two World Series favorite right behind the Dodgers. They're stacked. Like, this is a stacked team. If they can put it together, I think they're going to be really good. The Central, I think this one's the easiest of all of them. Chai Sox is going to run away with it. Like, there is nobody else in the Central that I think can compete. <clears throat> the Twins, the Twins are too young, and Correa is not enough, but, like, no other team there has any chance of competing with the Chai Sox at this point. And the West, I'm going with the Rangers. This is a homer pick. Jesse, I know you picked it because Seager's there. I think like they, the offense is going to do what they need to do. I worry about the pitching, but I think the Astros are gonna are gonna fall off a little bit. I think they've lost enough guys. It's gonna be really hard for them to keep going. I know they're still projected to dominate, but I think the Rangers. But also look out for Seattle. I was really close to picking the Mariners here, of of breaking their their playoff drought. All right, Ben, I'm gonna let you head in there and okay, rant on. So. I got two sets of socks leading it off. We got the Rojos and the Palos, right? Because we got Boston Red Sox. I don't know if y'all forgot that they won the AL East last year. They were two wins away from going to the World Series. They now have Chris Sale back. Yeah, granted, he's got a different injury, but it's not a Tommy John. And they've upgraded their pitching staff. And then they added this guy named Trevor Story. I don't know if you remember him, but he can hit. The guy can rake. They're going to be good. Everybody's underrating him again, just like last year. Do it. Just keep going. We'll play that undercard. Plus, they have this guy named Alex Corey. He sits in the dugout. He does amazing things. The Chai Sox, it's not even close. It's the Twins and sort of. But after that, I mean, I don't know. That's like a triple A league. Um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump Alex Cora. That dude cheater. Can manage. I'll, I'll give you that. That dude can manage a game. What they were without him, what they are with him, completely different team. It's, they are 100%. He can also manage a camera in center field. Dodgers I was going to say, you know, the cheater manager, but that's Dodgers okay. Dodgers fans. Yeah, whatever. He took his punishment. He was gone for a year. Move on. Ooh, such a punishment. I really wanted to pull the trigger on Seattle. I think that they're going to be good, but I can't. As much as I think the Astros are not going to be as good, I think that it's still the Astros in that division. I just don't think that I could bring myself to pull the trigger on the Mariners. So I'm going to go ahead and have to go with the Astros again. Um, So, you know, Rojos, Palos, and Astros. All right. Jesse, did you figure out your central, who, who you want to pick there? You know, I'll be the oddball on this one, and I won't say the stinking White Sox because I don't like them, but I'll be the oddball. Heck, I'll go with the Guardians. Let's see. Throw in a curveball out there. Let's just see what they got this year with a new name and the whole change. Let's just throw it out there. Like when the Rays took the devil out, you know? Exactly. All right. We're going Guardians. We're going to make Cleveland. The land might be back. Jesse's optimistic. 
I am not so optimistic on that one, but we'll see. We'll see. Who knows? It could happen. You used to love Cleveland. Yeah, Giving up on your heart. Yeah, a little bit. All right. Let's go to the NL here. And Jesse, I'll let you, you can kick us off again as our guest. Who do you got starting with the East division winners? East. Um, I'd have to say the Phillies. Any reason why you think the Phillies or you just like Bryce Harper? She just loves Bryce well, Harper. I you mean, know, I on. love Bryce Harper, but I really think the Phillies need to have a breakout. They haven't had a breakout in a while. They're always been right there on the bubble. I think this is the year they're going to do it. Um, Central, I'm going to go with the stinking Cubs. I don't really like them, but I got to go for them. And what's not to love about the Cubs, the lovable losers. And they're going to be like last in that division this year too. No, so. they're not. They're gonna do I don't it. know how they're you think that. You didn't listen they're to Andrew talk on, on this podcast a couple weeks ago, did you? The Cubs fan. No, no, no. Um, but, and then of course my bums. Damn bums. All right. Thanks for that, Jesse. And for admitting you don't listen to us. All right, Riley, we'll head it over to you. You're welcome. All right. So NL East, I, I, Sorry, I don't like Bryce Harper. I don't think he can get a team over the edge. I'm going to go with the Braves. The Braves are still a good team. Like People are like, oh, they lost Freddie. They're still got a lot of talent on that team. And I am not a Bryce Harper fan. I think Bryce Harper, when the going gets tough, turns into a baby and starts getting conflicting with people and things go bad. That's why once he he left Nationals and they win a World Series the next year. I mean, I'm not saying that's totally adversely due to him, but I just think he struggles when the going gets tough. Um, in the NL Central, it's got to be the Brew Crew. I, I don't see anyone else really being there with them. They have the talent still. They've got it all there. They've got it all together. They have a possible MVP candidate. Like, they're going to run some stuff in that division. And then, you know, the last one's easy. You already know that I'm choosing the Dodgers. Um, I was going to make a dumb joke there, but I can't even do that because I'd get sick in my stomach if I said something different from that. So um, Dodgers, the best team in the NL by far. Okay. I'm going to jump in here. My next picks then NL East for this one, Matt, I know the Mets win the off season. They love to do this. The Mets are great at winning the off season with big free agent signings. And what they don't do, they don't win the regular season. I want to go with the Braves. I don't know. Acuna is coming off of a major injury. They did lose Freddie Freeman, who has the heart and soul of that team. I, I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't think they win the division. I'm going with the Phillies. Like I said before, I think that there's a turnaround there. I think they get over the hump. They also, with Kyle Schwarber, this is like the all DH team, right? Like you got Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, you've got Nick Castellanos. I don't know who's going to be fielding what positions. They'll figure something out, but Rice, Reese Hops, Hopkins, Hopkins, whatever, Hoskins, they're, they're going to be, it's all home runs, but I think they figured something out there. The Central, I was thinking the Brewers, Riley, but I think the Cardinals, like the Cardinals just figure out a way to win these games. I like for they shouldn't, they should not win the Central, but I don't know how the Cardinals do it. They just always win. So I'm going to pick the Cardinals there. 
And then, of course, I'm going with the Dodgers in the West. Uh, I think it's their year. I think the Padres rebound. They make the playoffs, but I do not think that they're going to win the division. I think the Dodgers get it done. All right, Ben. All right. So, first of all, I go with, I agree with Riley. You know, something he didn't mention. You know, I mean, you mentioned Ronald Acuna. He's out for like a month, maybe. Like, come on. Like a month-ish. And... Yeah, they lost Freddie Freeman, but they replaced him with Matt Olson. I mean, Matt Olson hit like amazingly in Oakland. Like, come on, he's going to be down there in the NL and uh, let's do it. Like, he's going to be getting some protection. He had no protection in Oakland. He's going to have a little bit of protection. They got other big bats, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna. Like, it's the Braves. The Central, I'm going to have to go with the Brewers. I don't. I just don't feel confident anybody else has the ability to continue to beat them at that level um, and to win enough games to actually win that division. I think St. Louis maybe is an outside wildcard chance with the expanded playoffs, but I just don't see them having the ability to, to compete with the Brewers. All right. And, and here's where it's going to get controversial for y'all. And, and I'm sorry, dad. You you better not say the Giants. You I'm better sorry, not Dad, say the Giants. But I just feel like I, I, everybody forgets what the Giants did last year. Like they still got amazing starting pitching. They picked up Carlos Radon. Nobody's gonna hit off of them, including LA. LA couldn't hit them in the playoffs. Nobody could. I just don't see why things should be different. Yes, it was a magical year last year, but sometimes flukes happen more than once. Did you, you know, I mean, that's just how it happens. I don't, they may not have some bats, but they didn't have bats last year. I'm going to go with the giants. I'm sorry, dad. I'm sorry, mom. I know we already lost you last week with our podcast talking about robot umpires and whatnot, but if you happen to listen this week, I'm really sorry. I just have to go with what I feel is going to happen. And I just see the giants taking the division Do the giants win the world series. No, but I just see them winning that division. All right. I know this is audio only, but for those of you that, that couldn't see this, Riley, Jesse, and I all collectively fell out of our chairs as Ben as Ben goes with the Giants there. So like it, it was, it was a collective no. But I still have, I feel like I that was I feel like that was a heart. But I still have to feel like I have to, you know I mean Danny's picking Yankees to win things like come on I, I, I feel like that was a jab see... towards towards my Yankees pick. I think that's what that was. <laughs> I just feel a little sick with that comment, Ben. I'm sorry. I. I Really, not feeling sick. That was an act of violence right there. I, I feel, <laughs> I feel assaulted. Here's, here's, here's my response. How does the Giants expect to get another year like they got out of Brandon Crawford last year? The he's always been good, but he balled out last year in a way he hadn't for many years. And then they lost their heart and soul, who retired. They also balled out last year. I just don't see them having the lineup to get it done. I think, I think losing Buster Posey you. is a bigger deal than you realize. I think so. I get it, but you still added Carlos Radon. Who's going to hit off of that rotation with Logan Webb and Carlos Radon? I mean, those guys are two ERAs. Radon did it in two ERA in the AL, for crying out loud. Come on, who's going to hit off of those guys? Man, you're still talking, though. Like, Dodgers, you've got, you're throwing out there Bueller, Udias, Kershaw. Like, that top yes. three. Because Kershaw's been and so great the last like three years. Come on, get out of town. 
and you've got Jimmy Garoppolo coming back. He's a top fifteen pitcher in the major leagues. Look through the windshield and not the rearview mirror. Stop worrying about what Kershaw was. It was great. I love it. But plus, you got Ginger Guard Dustin May coming back. Uh, I do worry about the back end of the Dodgers rotation. Actually, like I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned there. But that's beside the point. All right. Carrot right. top, they, come on. Carrot top. Yeah, Dodgers are going to win a lot John. of nine to seven games. You know, I mean, that's where they're coming from. The Dodgers are going to win nine to seven. The Giants are going to win two to one. I just see that happening more often. All right, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm still struggling emotionally how to deal with this, but like, yeah, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> well, let's let's move forward here. All right, World Series picks. This is where it gets interesting. Right. I mean, because Dave Roberts went on the Dan Patrick show and said the Dodgers are going to win the World Series this year. I guarantee it. That's a lot of pressure. It never works unless your name is Joe Namath. All right, Jesse, who wins? You know, I would. I would really, really love to say that my Dodgers win it this year. But let's be real. They always end up choking in October somehow. So I love them, but I'm going to say Rays. The Rays get it done. Huh? You're, going, you're going for the small Talk about a market. team that has no talent except Man. somehow just wins. I don't know. I mean, you guys want to give me Giants crap. Come on. Hey, All Rays right, had a strong season last year. And they took out a lot of the East, so we'll Except see. for the Red we'll Sox. Who Jesse, um, name, the name three players on the Rays. Go. No. Go. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even this sure. This is the, the analysis Rays... you come to us for. <laughs> the, Rays will sneak into a, the Rays will sneak into a wild card spot maybe and then probably not even go from there. So um, I'm definitely going with the Dodgers. The talent is there. I think that I cannot choose anything different. I am a fan, and if I believe they have the talent, they're going to get the job done. And they – crazy stat. They either win the World Series or are eliminated by the World Series champion for like seven years in a row. Okay? It's more than five. You go back to 16. Obviously not in a row, though, The right? Cubs, the did, Cubs did it in 16. Who won the world? 15 was the Cardinals, who also eliminated the Dodgers. No, 15 was the Royals. 15 was the Royals. So not not 15. All the way back to 16 every year, they're either eliminated by the World Series champions or they are the World Series champions. They're always right there. They're the best team. They're the team to beat. Everybody knows it. That puts a target on your back and makes it harder. But that also gives you the reason you should pick them. They are the team to beat. All right. I'm... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. They, I, man, uh, I don't want, mm, I want to pick the Dodgers. I want to pick the Dodgers. I want to pick the Dodgers. There's, there's just a lot of pressure on this team. I think there, I think what's going to help Freddie Freeman brings that leadership that I think Mookie brought when he came over the, the world series winning year. It's too, it's just too easy. It's too easy. It's not, I don't, I don't see it happening. I'm, 
I'm going the, with the Blue Jays. Like, I think the Blue Jays are going to win it all this year. Uh, they, they're they going to come in and they're going to surprise some, some teams. That's who I'm going to pick. I'm, I want to pick the Dodgers. Man, I feel like Blue those Jays. two picks are just attacks on Ben for having picked the Giants. But, but it's just it's, like, let's pick AL East. But it's teams. not. So I'm not actually even going to pick any of my division winners. I think that at the end of the day, I'm going to go with Danny. Um, I think the Red Sox are going to win the war, uh, the division, but I think that come playoff times, the talent that is there in Toronto is too much. I think that, you know, we're going to have the first World Series coming back to Canada since 1993. So I, I'm going to go with Toronto also. Good pick. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see it play out. I think it's really wide open this year. The Dodgers are the, the only team that's really a heavy favorite. It just feels too easy. Um, but I could see I could see the Yankees winning. I could see the Red Sox winning. I could see, I mean, the Astros have enough talent. I could see them winning again. I, you know, the Braves could repeat. You've you, there's there's a lot of teams, I think, in contention. And Shoot, we didn't even talk to the Padres. I think the Padres, the Giants, there's a lot of teams that I think are in contention this year. It's going to be a real fun season. I'm excited for it. Jesse, thanks for coming on. We appreciate the analysis. Rays winning the World Series. Maybe next time, you know, like we'll at least learn who Wander Franco is or something like that. You know, like we'll we'll get there. Shane so. Baz, like, you know, I mean, wasn't that hard. We Whatever. got you. Whatever. Hey, thanks for coming on, sis. We love you. Yep. Thanks, sis. Love you. Yeah, thanks, love Jess. You. All right. All right. We're going to close this out. The other big thing we have coming up this weekend is we've got the Masters, which is great. The Masters is always fun to watch. I guess the National, gorgeous, out on the course. Tigers playing. So that adds a little bit of intrigue. For now. Get into he this. Said. For now, that's what he said. For Still, now. even today, for now. For now. So we'll see what happens. So what we're going to do uh, to pre- as just to predict what's happening, we're going to do a quick Masters draft. We'll come back to this next week and see who gets the most points, but we'll do this with all of the major golf cha- tournaments. And basically, we're each going to pick a player. Uh, we're going to go four rounds of this. We'll do a snake draft. We'll go oldest to youngest. So Ben will have the first pick. Odd second, Riley will have the third. And then the next round, you'll we'll start with Riley and go that way. And we're each going to select four players. Whoever has the lowest cumulative score at the end of the week is the winner. All right. So Ben, first pick on the Masters draft. Who are you taking? Bryson DeChambeau. Oh. I think that um, he's kind of been up and down this year. He uh, hasn't been amazing, um, but I still think he's got the power, as we've seen with Tiger dominating Augusta National. Somebody that can hit the ball a really long ways has a major advantage at Augusta. So I'm going to go with Bryson. Yeah, he has no idea where it's going half the time, but, you know, we'll see. <laughs> he I'm hits it sticking- a long ways. Yeah, I'm sticking hook'em horns, going fan goggles on this one. He just won the match play in Austin, so I'm going Xander Shoffley on my first pick. That's that's a good one. I'm going to have to go with John Rahm, world number one. The dude plays golf. He's good at it. Okay. 
I think he's number I, two. Scotty Scheffler's world number one right now. But Scheffler, yeah, Scheffler might have there. just moved into the number one. John yeah. Rahm was number one for a long time, though. Um, you know, he's he's been up there for a while, and I think he's just got it. Um, second pick, I've got to go JT. I think JT's just – he plays golf, man, and he has done well at the Masters in the last few years. He's always up there. He's always, you know, top five – or top 10, top 25. He's he's going to get the job done. Does Now, does Thomas have a major championship? I don't think he, do, he does yet, does he? Nope. He has no. top finishes, but he, he does not have a major championship. It's about time. Yeah. Yeah, he's solid. Yeah. I'm going to go – I'm sticking with my hook'em horns here. Hook him horn number two, Jordan Speed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm I'm going, you know, I'm I'm learning from my wife, you know, like I stick with my fanhood and I'm going there. Yeah. I'm I'm voting with my heart. Yeah, going Jordan Speed here on this one. All right. I'm gonna go ahead and take the um the real world number one in Scotty Scheffler. I mean, he's still on the board. Um, you know, he's gotta maybe prove it a little bit in some major big tournaments but you know he's hot uh, you got to go with scotty shuffler um my third pick i kind of wanted to go jordan spieth so now i got to reboot here i don't believe in a back-to-back so i'm fortunately hideki i'm sorry you're you're not for me bud but uh You really screwed me up here. Well, you screwed me up. Hey, I'm going to do it because, you know, at the end of the day, what we want at the Masters is drama. What we want is a second nine. Sorry. Sorry, Augusta, not back nine. We want a second nine at Augusta on Sunday with some drama, with some intrigue and people tuning in and watching. And I'm going to go with my boy Eldrick Tiger Woods to drop a master's dub and to be the ultimate drama here at Augusta national at the second nine on Sunday. Go with it. This this is going to be great. When Tiger doesn't make the cut, man, this is going to make it. Tiger might not even play. I mean, come on. All right. I'm sticking with my fanhood here. I'm going with a uh, big old Tony Finau, you know. Oh, I was gonna save Utah it. guy. Anybody would take it. Tony Finau. He's a big jazz fan too, you know. So yeah, I'm he's going. like twelve feet tall. It's fun to watch him golf. Yeah, I love Tony Finau. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sticking with Tony Finau. All right, go Riley. Yeah, Tony Finau is a good pick. I'm going to with my next one. I'm going to go with DJ. DJ is solid. He's always there. Once again, he's nothing flashy, but he is just a solid golfer. And then my last one, I love this guy. I love watching him golf. I love the drama that he brings with Bryson DeChambeau, Brooks Kepka. I'm going to see Brooksy get it done. Yeah, that's a good pick. I think Kepka, I, I was thinking was about going with too. that one. Dang it. Yeah. So I'm going to go this one. Probably you guys, you might not know who this is. This is one that. Um, a good friend of mine from graduate school, his, one of his best friends from high school, married this golfer. Um, so I've been it's able to follow early. him a little bit. Um, in when I went to the Shell Houston Open, got to watch him play a little bit. Mark Leishman and Leishman 
has shown up at the masters. He's there's been at least a few times where he's been the leader coming out of the second or third round. He's consistently up there in the top 10. He seems to do really well. at Augusta, Augusta national um, lefties play seem to play well there. So I'm going Mark Leishman. Okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my boy Rory, I think, for my last pick. I think that I don't know that I'm super confident with it, but, you know, he's proven that he can win in the big stage. Um, Maybe not so much in the last five years, but let's go with Rory anyways. I just, um, you know, I think he's got that chance. We're going to go fighter's chance here with Rory. And he plays well at Augusta. He's played well at Augusta multiple times. All right, so... To summarize, Ben, you've got Bryson, Scotty, Tiger, and Rory. Okay. That's, a good, that's a good list. Yeah. I've got Shoffley, Spieth, Finau, and Leishman. And then Riley's sitting here with just John Rahm, Justin Thomas, or Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, and Brooks Kepka. Solid. Solid. Nobody picked Sergio. I kind of was thinking about it. Sergio. Just I'm more fun. surprised, like, no more Kawa, no Cam Smith, just because he's funny to watch. Like, I thought about picking Freddie Couples just for fun, but, you know, I, you know, I already picked Tiger. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's one you. of my favorite things about the Masters, since we're talking Masters real fast. I know, you know, we've been on for a while, but, uh, you know, these guys that played and won decades ago can come back and play and i think that that's you know just something amazing that is something about the masters podrick harrington mike weir you know freddie couples larry mize vj singh you know i mean guys you don't think about when it comes to modern day golf but man it brings back some nostalgia and i think that's what's so much fun about the masters mike weir first lefty to win the masters byu hall of fame I kind of thought you were going to pick him when you started going with the the Homer theme. I was like, maybe he's going to go with the Mike Weir BYU alum. No, Mike Weir is always last. I don't know. Like he he won the Masters, and now like he always seems to get last. Like I just right. He peaked at the peaked at the right time. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Fifteen, seventeen years ago. (laughs) Well, thanks for listening, and everybody. This was a great, uh, a lot of fun this episode. So. Lots to talk about this week. Thank you, Nate. Thank you, Jesse, for coming on. Really appreciated you and what you brought to the show. And again, as always, check us out. Follow us on we're we're, we're on Spotify, Apple, Apple, Apple Podcasts, right? iHeartRadio, iHeartRadio, Facebook, check out the Facebook page. Send us an email. Catch it everywhere. Podcast at gmail.com. Comment. Yeah, reach Let us out know if you like it. Send us a message, do whatever. Talk about so we can mention y'all on the radio. Well, podcast, whatever. You know, whatever it is that we're doing, we'll we'll bring you something where we're talking a bunch of nonsense. That's all. We'll we'll bring you up to our tens and tens of listeners. All right. Yes. But we enjoy you listening, enjoy having you on, and appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. Catch you all next week. Thanks, y'all. We out.